Good morning. Welcome to another episode of the End Time Blog Podcast. I'm Elizabeth Prado. And today again, I'm talking about heaven. This week, I wrote about the question, where is heaven? And then I also wrote about what we have to look forward to in heaven. In that essay, I'd compared Genesis 1 and 2 and Revelation 21 and 22, noting that they were the only books of the Bible that were free of any description of sin. I'd also written that though Genesis 1 and 2 are wonderful for showing God's power of his word in creation, Revelation 21 and 22 were even better. Well, I wasn't done with heaven yet. I wanted to bask in the glorious vision of it that the Bible gives us a bit more. So I kept mulling over the verses in Revelation 21 and 22. And I was struck when I read Revelation 22, 1 to 2, usually titled The River and the Tree of Life. Some, excuse me, some things jumped out at me. You know, when that happens, you know, you've read it a million times, but this time something captures your attention in a huge way, as if you never read it before. Well, here are the verses. The river and the tree of life. Revelation 22, 1 to 2. Then he showed me a river of the water of life, clear as crystal, coming from the throne of God and of the Lamb in the middle of the street. On either side of the river was the tree of life, bearing 12 kinds of fruit, yielding its fruit every month. And the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. Now there are a lot of things to ponder in just those two sentences, but the two things that jumped out at me were the tree's location and the fruit. First, the tree. No matter the translation I read the verse in, it says the tree stood on either side of the river. Well, how can the tree, singular, stand on both sides of a river? I wondered. John Walvoord was puzzled too, and so are the other commenters according to him. He wrote in his commentary, quote, Interpreters have puzzled over this expression that the tree of life is on each side of the river. Some take this as a group of trees. Others say that the river of life is narrow and that it flows on both sides of the tree. Now, the tree of life was referred to in the Garden of Eden. Genesis 3, 22 and 24, where it was represented as perpetuating physical life forever. And Adam and Eve were forbidden to eat of the fruit of this tree. Earlier in Revelation, chapter 2, verse 7, the saints were promised that, quote, the right to eat from the tree of life, which is in the paradise of God. That was John Valvoord in the Bible Knowledge Commentary. 
Well, if we read in Ezekiel 47, it's another place where heaven is described. Trees are mentioned on the banks of this same river flowing out from the throne of God. In Ezekiel 47, 12, we read, quote, and by the river on its bank, on one side and on the other, will grow all kinds of trees for food. Their leaves will not wither and their fruit will not fail. They will bear fruit every month because their water flows from the sanctuary and their fruit will be for food and their leaves for healing. Ezekiel 47, 12. Huh. So the Bible is fairly consistent that where the tree of life is mentioned, normally they, it's written that it's a tree or one tree or the tree of life. But it, it could be that it's as Ezekiel describes, a cluster of trees lining the banks of the river of life. Or it could be as John describes in Revelation, one tree that's on both sides of a river. It's possible since the eternal state does not necessarily have to abide by the laws of physics we have now. It could be as Roy Gingrich describes in his commentary on Revelation that the tree is in the river. He wrote, quote, a river of the water of life proceeds from the throne of God and of the Lamb down the middle of the city street. In the midst of the river is the tree of life with its branches hanging over each bank of the river. Roy Gingrich, commentary on the book of Revelation. Whichever way it is when we see it, the configuration of the tree of life and the river of the waters of life, it's fantastic to think of this tree and the river and the crystal and pure water ever flowing. Well, the second thing that struck me was the fruit. This tree monthly bears 12 kinds of fruits. If the tree of life is indeed one tree, how can one tree bear different kinds of fruit? Doesn't vegetation bear only its own kind? We read that in Genesis 1.12, where it says, the earth produced vegetation, plants yielding seed according to their kind, and trees bearing fruit with seeds in them according to their kind. And God saw that it was good. We further, we read in Luke 6.44, for each tree is known by its own fruit. For people do not gather figs from thorns, or do they pick grapes from a briar bush? However, again, the dimension we will live in when we're glorified may not have the same laws of agriculture as we have now. Or perhaps, since it is the tree of life, it holds all life within it, including all kinds of seeds which bear these life-giving properties. Anyway, it's fun to think of, visualizing it in my mind. By the way, the translation in the King James Version that we're used to, that the tree's leaves are for healing, doesn't mean healing as in someone who is sick needs to get well. In the eternal state, there will be no illness. As MacArthur said, 
rather than the leaves being medicine for healing. Rather, the leaves are like vitamins for flourishing. Both MacArthur and Gingrich commented that this scene may be more symbolic and that the expressions used for tree and therapeutic, you know, not healing, but therapeutic, are anthropomorphic. Here's Gingrich, quote, its leaves are for the purpose of giving continual health, not healing to the nations. The river represents the spirit of God and the tree represents the word of God. These two, the spirit and the word, keep the nations in perfect health. The variety of the fruit and the frequency of the fruit picture God's full and constant satisfaction of man's religious and moral hunger. That was Gingrich, commentary on the book of Revelation. MacArthur says, well, time has no part of eternity, but it does remind us, this is where it says the tree bears monthly fruit, but it does remind us that there are cycles and just, it's just another one of those anthropomorphic expressions to say something to us in terminology which we can understand. It means there may be a regular cycle of joyous provision filled with variety changing all the time. There's going to be provided in heaven infinite variety and there are going to be all kinds of things available demonstrated by that symbolism of the leaves of the tree that are going to energize life and make it rich and full and exciting. And that was MacArthur from his sermon code 66-84. I think it's called the capital city of heaven. Well, if you're feeling down or troubled because of the times, first, avoid secular news if you can. Secondly, Pray to Jesus and leave your anxieties at his feet. We should do that more often. I need to. Don't forget, he and the Spirit are praying for us. Thirdly, read in the Bible of the wondrous things Jesus has in store in the future for his people. He is preparing that place and he will come back to retrieve his bride from this polluted earth and play out his end plan. When it's all over, we believers have a glorious future ahead. Just picture the crystal river of the waters of life, the tree of life, the street of gold, no sin, and best of all, just cling to the fact that Jesus in body will be with us. Well, this has been another episode of the End Time Blog Podcast. I'm Elizabeth Prada. Thank you for listening, and I hope you have a wonderful day. Mm-hmm.